Welcome back, everybody. This is episode 62 of An Untold Narrative. We re-feature creatives of all different backgrounds and varieties um, to tell their story and highlight their skills and their craft and what they're doing today. Um, today's guest is Tommy McCoy, the handsome son of a bitch who we have on, <laughs> on camera if you're checking us out on uh, YouTube. Um, Tommy, I actually have no idea what your background is. I know you're co-founding a couple metaverse or NFT-based uh, collaborative functions. Uh, and we got to know each other because you also co-host a podcast and you had me on. And I thought this guy does something creative. So we have to have him on yeah. the story. So start with like, what do you do? Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah. So I mean, well, first, man, thanks. Thanks again for um, inviting me on. Um, you're also handsome, too. So I, don't, <laughs> I, I don't want to take that and make sure I'm, you know, giving back that um, that proper due. But no, I'm just uh, extremely grateful for being here, man. Uh, it was a pleasure having you on our podcast, the Coming Up Creative Podcast with me and my co-host, Mac. You did a fantastic job. I believe that was episode nine. That was episode nine that dropped a few weeks ago. Um, and I knew, you know, after talking to you for with that 30, 40 minutes or so, I knew if we ever met in real life or, you know, we continued a relationship that it would be um it would be a flourishing relationship and I'm happy to be back here talking to you, my man. I'm happy to see all the progress you've made since we last spoken. Um, and yeah, man, that's just, um, I guess just where I would have started is just how grateful I am to be here and um, be able to tell my story and be able to share with the audience of, you know, kind of what I am, who I am, what I do and, you know, what I represent. So uh, my background really is in a lot of different things, man. I, um, I'm from the Washington DC area, a little bit outside of it. I live in Arlington, Virginia. Um, which is kind of the DMV area, if you're not familiar with it. Um, I grew up here. I um, uh, had grown up in an entrepreneurial environment. My grandfather was like one of the first to do, um, uh, be an entrepreneur, an African-American entrepreneur in this, in this region, in this area. So I kind of grew up with that background. My parents are entrepreneurs. My grandparents are entrepreneurs. Um, my aunts and uncles are all entrepreneurs. So I kind of grew up in that, you know, go get it type of um, environment and mentality. And um, funny thing about it is I wanted nothing to do with it, you know, because I saw it growing up so, so much. So from there, I uh, went to school to be a doctor, you know, people don't know that about me, but I, I went there wow. to be, yeah, I went to school to be a primary care physician. Um, but I also played football at the same time. So my grades were, my grades were okay, but they weren't like good enough to get into like Johns Hopkins or my favorite schools. So I ended up um, coming home, working for my parents um, there. And I was, I was lucky enough to get an opportunity to work with them because I've been fired before when I worked for them over the summers and stuff. So um, they were just trying to figure out if I was going to take it seriously. Right. Um, I ended up taking it seriously because I needed to make money and stuff like that. But um, I fell in love with it, man. I, I, I learned what it meant to be a true entrepreneur and deliver value to your customers. Um, I was reading a lot and... Um, some of the things that I read, I wanted to implement. And my parents gave me free will to do that. I ended up doing that over the course of about a year or so. And the, the company exploded. It took off. Um, and we, you know, did better in that two years than we did in the last 10 years. So what was that? Um, what's like an example of that? Um, what I did? Yeah. Yeah. So one of the probably the most basic examples that people will probably laugh at, but um, we were still doing bills like manually. Right. <laughs> this was like 20. This is probably like 2012, 2013. We were, we were still doing bills manually. And I came in and I was just thinking, like, I think I'm like, so there's got to be an easier way to do this. Right. I remember like our 
our billing department would be up all night. It's like sending out hundreds and hundreds of bills and stuff like that. And I was just thinking to myself, like, you know, there's got to be easier way, more efficient way. And we could probably cut costs and save some money. And um, we implemented this automated process. And, um, you know, what took a day or so um, of hard labor and work down to about 20 minutes. Wow. Um, and I saw the value that that, that that brought and how happy my parents were to do that. You know, they're saving thousands and thousands of dollars on human labor, um, stuff like that. So, you know, little small examples like that I would implement right away. And then boom, you know, the, the company started to take off right away. Um, I then um, ended up going down to Miami and doing this, this little entrepreneur TV show, which kind of led me out to different parts of the country, L.A., um, back here to DC to start my, my own company. And, um, now I'm kind of just like, a, you know, I, I, I'm an entrepreneur, man. I, I get, I dabble in everything. I, I, I start businesses. I run them. Um, I've sold one before to other people. So, um, now I'm in, now I'm in the metaverse similar <laughs> where we met and I'm the co-founder of overt, which is, um, a local community where we help tell the stories of artists, help build their NFT projects. Um, and um, cultivate community. So again, thanks so much for having me, man. I can't wait to get into this conversation and kind of see where, you know, where we also kind of continue to have similarities and some synergies. So yeah, yeah, yeah. that was a, there is a lot to unpack in that. Dude, so much. Oh, man. Yeah. Oh, my God. So you definitely have this entrepreneurial tendency that's definitely in your bloodline. That's, that's yeah, a for sure. And it's not going away. Um, What's like, what do you think is a skill that you have that makes you super successful as an entrepreneur to just bounce from business to business or help other people start businesses? It seems like you're yeah. really connected with people. Like what's like a core skill of yours to thrive in an environment like that? Cause it's not for everybody, right? Like every, this day yeah. it's a cool thing to do, but it's fucking hard. Right. So yeah, it, it, is, it is hard, man. I, I, so I think I have, um, the one unique skill I feel like I've, I've always had is discernment and self-awareness. Um, I'm, I'm aware I'm, I'm ambitious enough to try new things, but I'm self-aware enough to understand where I do not want to be involved. Right. And a lot of people, you know, they, they, they don't really understand how that dynamic works. So they get involved in things that they shouldn't get involved in. Um, and they may not do things because they may not be ambitious enough, right? Um, so I feel like I've always had that discernment about myself and about other people to where I'm, my core skill is being able to team build. And I think if you put around, if you put enough people around, really smart, talented people around each other, um, and you kind of paint the idea and the vision of what, you know, what we want to do and what we want to accomplish, it's easy. You know, I, I feel like at that point, you're making a calculated bet rather than taking like a business risk. Um, and I feel like that's probably what separates me from a lot of different people is that I'm able to work um, really quickly, execute really quickly, build teams really quickly that are cohesive and work together for, um, you know, the better, the, the better good or whatever we're trying to accomplish. So um, that kind of soft skill and then the hard skills of just knowing what to do, right? Knowing how to, you know, business to me is, is very similar. It's all, you know, the business models may change from here to there, but it's still business. You know, I think entrepreneurs, what they don't realize is once you start a business and you start adding more people and you start delegating tasks, the hardest, the hardest part about that is managing the people, not necessarily running the business. Right. So, um, I think that, yeah, I think that's what my skill is, man. I can go anywhere, any place, see what, see, see a business, see what probably doesn't work in it and, um, 
quickly, you know, find solutions and, and implement things that can help run it more efficiently. And I, and I think it's because I'm able to know and understand myself and um, understand um, other people pretty well. Yeah, I think that's a, that's a huge takeaway. And you, you said that so really beautifully. Um, and uh, that, yeah. you try, it's really like figuring out what the problem is and solving against it. And I feel like so many businesses are, are too busy focused on the problem and not enough on the solution. Whereas as you're, it seems like you flip the script and you're like, okay, I'm establishing the problem, but I'm going to focus on the solution or trying to figure out what, how to, how to do that and navigate those waters. Yeah, absolutely. Because I, I, I genuinely believe the issue, excuse me, the issue is um, in most cases, just people, right? Finding the right people for the task, finding the right people to do the job um, consistently. Um, I think, if, again, if you put enough smart people around um, each other, there's nothing that we can't accomplish, right? Mm-hmm. Um, I remember going back to what we, we had talked about in, in the Coming Up Creative podcast episode, um, when you're just like, man, you wake up every day and you're just excited to move. You're excited to do something. And I think if you put people like that together, man, it's, you can do amazing things. That's yeah. why I'm, again, I'm grateful to be here. And hopefully this, this episode can proliferate and become something more than what we are, you know, because I, I truly believe when you put um, strong people together, um, you know, a beautiful, amazing things can, can happen from that. And um, ultimately that's what, that's what team building is, man. You know? Yeah. 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 What, what, what do you think, you know, going back that like the team building, you know, you mentioned that you were a football player. Like, do you think there was mm-hmm. any things of that, like from your childhood or, or something around the family Absolutely. around team building? Yeah. Cause like it, it's rare to like find somebody. And I, I try to do this as much as possible. Like you always got to put people over product. Right. And you speak about yeah. people. Not everybody gets that. And so do you think that there was childhood relationships that you had? Or without a doubt. Like- yeah, w- without a doubt, without a doubt. Um, because, and I grew up with four other siblings. Oh, sure. Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I grew up with a, yeah, I grew up with a lot of my cousins around me. Um, and, you know, sharing and community was always something that I was familiar with, right? And, um, you know, I'm not sure if you have any sisters, but growing up, yeah, you do. You're growing up with sisters, you, know, you you gotta you gotta you gotta you gotta be really, especially older sisters. Um, you have to get along and say the right things the right way, or it'll be bad for you. Um, <laughs> and you know, and my sisters are always a lot more aggressive than I was growing up. I was kind of soft growing up. I'm not even gonna lie, I was a bit of a I was a bit of a mama's boy, and I kind of still am. I love my mom. Um, but you know, again, like you, you have to learn how to cooperate in that type of environment, or you know, you'll you know it won't be fun. And I, I think from an early age, I was always involved in sports to where I always believed that, you know, the better that my team is, the better that I will be. And I've always taken that approach into life. And like you said, not that many people understand that. And, and, I, and I think that's part of the reason why people don't achieve the highest level of success that I think that they can achieve is because, you know, you, you can get someplace by yourself um, and it may take you some time, but if you, you, if you put, you know, like again, again, strong people around you, smart people around you, you can get there so much faster. Right. And, and then you can enjoy it with someone else. Like, that's what I like to me. Like, I, you know, people always talk about like, yo, love languages and all this stuff. Like, honestly, like my love language is, you know, fellowshipping and enjoying life with other people. Yeah. No, right. Like that, that's really kind of who I am in my core. Um, and I think if you ask um, people that know me, they would probably say that as well. Super cool. Um, yeah. 
you did talk about uh, also going back, and I, I, it was so bizarre because I, I didn't know this about you. Um, you were on a TV show or something like that, so I had to loop full circle. And I had to go back to that because you're like, yeah, I kind of did this thing. I was yeah, 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 yeah. So um, like, deep dive into like what what were you doing? What were you tasked to do? How'd you find the opportunity? Yeah, so um, it was interesting. So when I left college, I my my last semester in college, I was pretty much done with all my core classes. Um, Shout out to anybody that's doing going through biology right now because it's hard as hell, man. Like it, it, it was a legit struggle for a long time um, because you really have to sacrifice a lot of time um, just kind of being in the, the environment of studying, not, not even studying. Like you just have to have so much peripheral information about, you know, biology and chemistry and all this stuff. So shout out to anybody going through that right now because it's a struggle. Um, and when I finished all that, I've... I started reading some books and it was mostly self-help entrepreneur, entrepreneurial books and stuff like that. And I had um, refound my love for reading because mm-hmm. growing up I had dyslexia and I couldn't, I couldn't read. Right. So I would memorize things and um, I, I fell in love with reading because I had to find a unique way of kind of understanding what I was you know, looking at. So I refound that and I started reading all these books. I, I probably read maybe 30 or so books within that the last semester. So it would been like, what, four months, five months. Wow. Yeah. So I, I went through a bunch of books and I stumbled upon this guy um, named Grant Cardone, who I really, who I really yes. like. I'm not sure if you, you heard of him, but oh yeah. Um, I ended up going, I ended up like, I, I, I don't even know where I saw it. I may have been on like Twitter or something like that. Um, and um, I, uh, you, you had to put up, you had to put in some video or something like that. And I, I submitted the video and right away they, they responded back and was like, yeah, you know, come down and do another interview. I honestly forget how the process worked. Um, but um, I went down there it was, it was held in Miami and we did like this little entrepreneurial thing where we'd go in, we were there all day. It was like, if you know anything about Grant, he's, he's, he tries to get you out of your element, right? right? He's, he's upfront, he's in your face. He's, um, he's passionate and he, he tries to kind of get you off even. Mm. And, um, I, I, I wasn't for it. You know what I mean? Like I was like, I was cool. Like, it, I feel like I'd, I'd been prepared for that. I'd always been, my parents had always kind of pushed me. My coaches had always pushed me. So I feel like I was prepared for that opportunity. Um, I got down to the final, I think I was like the last three and I, and I lost to some, to some girl who ended up quitting. Um, yeah, yeah. So, and then I, I remember it because, um, I end up, I end up losing and, um, she won. And then like a week or so later, I mean, I don't know, maybe like two or three weeks later, Grant had hit me up on Twitter and was like, dude, like I should have hired you because the girl quit. <laughs> like, oh shit. Yeah, yeah. yeah, So it was fun. Um, and I this mean, was, was all recorded. Yeah, it was all recorded. It was all recorded. Wow. So it, the episode is somewhere, but this was, this was years ago. I'm not sure if it's still up online, but it was, this was years ago. It was fun, man. Like it was a, it was a unique experience because I remember I flew down there and my hotel was jacked up. So I ended up, I ended up having to stay at a friend's house. Um, I had like, uh, dude, it, it was just, a, it was, it was a crazy experience. Like my rental car was, I, I ended up getting the rental car. Then the hotel didn't work. So I was in my car. Then I remember that I had a friend in Fort Lauderdale that I called up. She let me stay at her house. Um, I didn't sleep. So I went directly to the show the next morning. It was just a wild experience, but it was fun, man. Like, um, that's what kind of springboarded me onto like, all right, no, I definitely think I can do this. I can, I can be an entrepreneur because if this is what it is and that's it, like I got it, you know? Yeah. 
No, that's that's incredible. Um, what an experience. And for those who don't know uh, about Grant Cardone, I mean, he's I think he's a billionaire at this point, or if not a very wealthy, wealthy man. Yeah, he's a he's he's a really fun, energetic. Um, he's a really great dude, man. Like I I remember it, there was there was a point in, in the and you probably see this if you guys look it up, you'll probably see it. There's a point in this in the show where he actually he's like making fun of me because my breath was smelling right. And keep in mind, like we had been there literally all day, like from like four o'clock, five o'clock in the morning until like. Until probably like late at night, maybe like twelve in the morning type thing. Um, maybe not that late. Maybe I like maybe actually like nine or ten or something like that. And we had been standing. We couldn't drop the luggage that we brought onto the show. So like until you got like interviewed and like processed, we were all just standing in this line for like seven eight hours. <laughs> right. So I had like coffee breath and like it was just bad. You know, it was just bad. But you know that's what he does to try to like get you off center you know what i mean he'll like he'll make a jab at you or he'll say something to you to kind of um get you out of your element um and i you know you got you have to if you know anything about grant you kind of have to just push through it and get mm. through it um and i think that's built me to who i am today because like again like if someone's like saying something about you especially on like tv you're just like oh you know but to me it was like all right i've been here all day like you know, no one's happy about it. You know, no one's fresh. And, and we ended up having to jump in like water and like all this. Dude, I'm telling you, it was nuts. But um, I loved it. It was a great experience. And um, I ended up running into him again at some point in time. We had a really cool conversation. So, um, nah, dude, it was great. Good. That's a, that's incredible. What a what a lifetime experience to, to experience yeah, for early sure. on as well, you know, into your yeah. entrepreneurial. Yeah. Field. I was like, I th it was right out of college. So I had been like what, 22, maybe 23. And you know, the people that I was competing against, they were, you know, late twenties into their thirties. So, um, I knew that because I got so far in and I was like the last person, um, to be eliminated. I, I, I knew I was like, all right, you know, there's something to this, um, let's do it, man. Let's, let's, let's go on the journey and see where I can be in the next 10 years. And, um, if it's been 10 years, I feel like it's been a success. That's yeah. Anything over five, right. They say, Is that yeah, 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 for sure, man. Um, you mentioned reading a lot and it sounds like you read one of his books, I assume. Is there a, a book, you know, you mentioned something really interesting that I think I've shared on this podcast before, but I'll share it again is, Growing up, I used to hate reading as well, right? Like, I, mm. it was like, I, I couldn't stand it. My parents couldn't get me to read. I would fake read all the time. I would just <laughs> in front of them. Like, I just like couldn't stand it. And then as I get older, the past few years, I actually really enjoy reading because I'm reading things that I'm interested in versus back in school, they like forced you to read this book, regardless of what your background is, regardless of what you care about. Right. They're like, here's a book, you're going to read this, and then you're going to write about it, or you're going to give you a test on it. And, you know, I also read Betterment books, entrepreneurial books, uh, you know, financial books now. And so I'm curious as to like, was there a book in those 30 books that you read in four months or whatever it was, a book that really stood out that you would share with the audience that like, you know, helped shift the perspective or provide a lot of value in terms of grounding yourself or giving you, you know, just a different perspective? Yeah, I mean, that, that's, that's a great question, David. Um... I don't, I, I think that the book that kind of comes to mind, it was, it actually wasn't mine. It was, it was one of my neighbors, it was a good friend of mine. Um, and her name escapes me. So I, I apologize. I apologize for not remembering her name, but I mean, this was over 10 years ago, right? So um, it was The Alchemist. Yes. 
Right. I'm sure, I'm sure everybody's probably read it. Um, I hadn't, I hadn't read it. I hadn't read it at that point in my life. And I think it came at the best time in my life mm. um, because I needed, I'm not sure if I needed direction or I just wanted to know that there was more to my life than what I had, I had I'd been doing. Right. I, I remember just, you know, the college life, man, this, you know, drinking or whatever it is and kind of doing the same exact thing every single weekend. And I was over it. Like I, if you were, if you talked to any of my roommates at that point, they were like, yo, he's, he has to go because like, <laughs> I was frustrated and I wanted to leave. Like I didn't want to be in college anymore. And your senior year, you feel old, yeah. right? You can't go any, 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 <laughs> any parties anymore. You're the old dude. So I was ready to go. Um, so I think the alchemist gave me, um, I think it created something in my mind that wanted me to, to go, to go be on this journey, be on this. Cause that's what the alchemist is. It was like this, it's, it's a, it's a book about um, your journey in life and how things change and how things can um, evolve, whether, you know, you've already seen it or not. Right. And uh, I think that was probably the book that I think made the most impact on me, but a lot of the other things, man, like even the Bible, right. Just, I've read the Bible so many times. And, you know, as I got, as I got closer and connected with that, it just, um, it, it grounded me and it made me feel like I, you know, could accomplish anything if I truly wanted it and I worked hard enough for it. I feel like I could accomplish it. And um, I think that was the recipe for my success thus far, to be honest, just, just, you know, really believing in the things that I believe in. And if I implement it in the right way, doing the right things for the right period of time, I think I can accomplish anything. And that's, just, I, I firmly believe that. Wow. Well, that's going to get clipped right there. I'm telling you, yeah. ladies and gentlemen, if you're listening, <laughs> rewind about 45 seconds and re-listen to that over and over. That was awesome. Um, talking about kind of uh, teaching yourself about your adventure and mm -hmm. kind of going after and pursuing uh, things. Talk about, you mentioned it a little bit earlier, Overt, and I believe you're a co-founder of another company too. I forget the, the name. Yeah, 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 yeah. I didn't, I didn't write it down. What, um, what do you think is the most exciting part of Overt? Um, you know, I know about it, but tell people about it. You mentioned the community aspect and, and the team building and, and the spaces, but um, talk about the project a little bit more and kind of what your goals and ambitions are and then kind of what you do within it and, and what you're excited about. Yeah, sure. So I, I do, I, I, I did leave out my, my other startup. So my, my other company that I run day to day, like every single day okay. is, um, a digital waste brokering company where we connect property managers, people, homeowners, et cetera, with local haulers. So, mm. um, I, I got into that because my parents are in the waste recycling industry. So it kind of was like a natural thing for me to create this like, um, digital platform that allowed some of the processes that my parents offered to work a little bit faster. So that's what I do day to day. And, and I love it. And I'm, I love my team there. And um, that's what kind of gets me excited about, you know, getting up every single day. The newest project over that you're asking about, um, what's, what's, what's most exciting about that, again, is just being around really smart, talented people, man. Like, I think I didn't, I, I don't have a, I don't have an art background and I, and I, I, I feel like I am creative. I, I love to draw as a kid, um, whether it be like Dragon Ball Z or, you know, stuff like that. Like, you know, I, I love that as a kid, I love style and fashion. Um, although I'm not too fashionable. <laughs> um, nah, you're looking crispy on camera right now. What are you talking no, no, I mean, about? <laughs> I, I, I got to thank my parents for that. But um, <laughs> I, uh, you know, 
I love the community aspect. I love learning about artists. I love learning about their creative processes. Um, I love learning about what made them who they are. And uh, I think that's probably the most exciting part about it. I th the things that we're building in um, gets me excited because it, it gives the opportunity to more people to create and do their own art. And I, I think that is, you know, going through this, because I, again, I, I had the podcast, this is my first go at it. This is our first season and we had just wrapped up. And I think that was most exciting about the podcast to me was finding new people and learning from them and learning about the creative processes and, and trying to take a little bit of what they do and, and applying it to my life. Right. And um, all of that to me is what makes, you know, what makes it all worth it, man. It's like learn, learning who people are in, in different and unique ways and ultimately, you know, bettering myself based off of their experiences. But yes, you know, so, so that and, you know, what, what I think will, what will we end up doing in the future with Overt is kind of just, you know, creating a platform for people to come create their art, build their communities, tell their stories and, you know, push the conversation forward with crypto. You know, we're, I, I'm from, we're all from DC and, you know, we have a perfect opportunity to um, engage, you know, politicians, you know, um, uh, local business, local entrepreneurs and, um, local politicians to learn about what this movement is, learn about, you know, the people behind it, learn about not just the NFT art, but, you know, blockchain technology and, mm. um, you know, everything that kind of encompasses the entire space and, you know, not be, you know, not be as reactive to it and be proactive about it and, you know, allow us to get in and educate people to, you know, the benefits of it and, you know, what we think it's going to be in the next five, 10 plus years. I know you understand that and how important it is for, you know, people, especially lawmakers, right, to um, be, in, be inviting to what we're offering, because, you know, it is the future, man. And, and I think if we all get behind it, especially here in DC, it makes a lot of people's lives a lot easier than if they, if they didn't. Yeah, 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 totally. Um, if somebody's listening right now, and they think they have mm -hmm. entrepreneurial tendencies, or they're like, oh, I can't wait to start a business or partner with somebody. Um, you've obviously partnered with somebody on on over how did you end up stumbling into them how do you find a partner how do you uh get into did you just wake up one day being like i'm gonna build a, a nft community and we're gonna launch a project like how do you how did you get into this space how do you find like what, what sets it up for for that kind of you know connection point between people yeah i, I that's that's a great question man I, I think i think most of it is just kind of being the person that you want to be around mm. Right. Uh, and people look past that. Right. People look past like because, you know, people always want to, especially here. Right. In, 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 in America. I'm not sure where all your listeners are from, but in here in America, it's like um, it's it's a capitalist society where everyone wants to move forward. Everyone wants to push forward and do better things and meet bigger people and, and, and network and, and and, you know, be around more influential people. Um, but they miss out on the fact that they, you have to be influential to meet and be around influential people. You know what I mean? You have to you have to have value in order for other people to buy into what you're doing. And I think part of it is just being the person who you want to be around and meet. And I think that I am, you know, I don't feel like I'm um, incapable of being in any type of room anywhere. You know, I've sat with with presidents. I've sat with, you know, billionaires. I've sat with all these types of people. So it, I don't feel uncomfortable anywhere where I go because I feel like I, I, ha I hold that value. Mm. So it starts there. It starts with, you know, having skills, 
and um, not just hard skills, but like soft skills, right? Being able to speak to people, being polite and kind and honest and um, being humble. And I think that leads you into realms otherwise, you know, in, 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 that you wouldn't be able to open, right? And it, in all entrepreneurial people want to build more things, right? They're builders at heart. So if you can get into the right rooms and sit down at the right tables and um, be interesting and, and be compelling and, you know, yeah, have, you know, these intimate conversations about what you want to do and what you want to build, people gravitate towards that. And if they can see that you're not only illegitimate and you have a proven track record and you're an honest person, then, you know, I, I don't see why they wouldn't want to do business with you or in, in any way try to build something with you. And that, that's kind of how it happened. Um, I met our other co-founder, Ryan. Uh, so shout out to him. And um, we met through a mutual friend and we, we wanted, we know, we knew we wanted to do something because we're kind of like-minded. Like, again, like we, you know, we have that entrepreneurial spirit. So we were like, yo, let's build something. You know, after we kind of broke ice and broke bread a few times, we're like, let's build something, dude. You know, he was like, and I was like, I'm all for it. Um, I brought my business partner in, Abby, who builds our, our the technical infrastructure for Overt. And um, at that point, you know, we wanted, we, we, we knew we wanted to do an NFT project. So we brought in our, we, we, you know, we talked to a bunch of artists and we finally found the right fit. Who's, who's Matt Carrado, who's a local celebrity here in DC, man. <laughs> yeah. He's awesome. Yeah. Dude's, dude's awesome. You know, I didn't even know how big he was when I, when I first got into the project, but, you know, seeing, you know, how everything's kind of worked out and unfolded over the past few months. Um, I, I've, I've seen um, how, just how important he is. So, that's kind of how the team got together and they're all special and unique and talented and, and creative in their own, in their own. Right. So, and I definitely wouldn't be here without them. So um, that's kind of how it all happened, man. And it all goes back to just being, you know, being worth a damn. And my mentor used to always say that, you know, be worth a damn, bro. Like, you know what I mean? If not, you know, you're going to get looked past. And I think a lot of people miss that. Sure. You said something that, that's really tremendous and that I, I really value and that the way that I try to build out my life is, is you mentioned the soft skills and mm. you know i would say 10 20 30 40 the history of, of business everybody looks at the hard skills they look at a resume they look at what you've been able to do or what you can do they don't look at empathy they don't look at you know kindness they don't look at exactly. having, being able to have a, a a human interaction uh with somebody and looking at you know their actual person and sure. instead of what's on a piece of paper how did you discover those skills um because i think obviously it's easy to look around and be like oh that person's a nice person or that person's not a nice person but like yeah. there had to be something to like build up that foundation and you was it a, a, an event of yours or was it again going maybe going back to your family or like what what do you think really taught you like to to include those practices in your day-to-day -day, even in business yeah i mean i like i said i i think it's um it's when i was growing up it's important to be um, to fall in line, right? Because, you know, if you have older siblings, you know, they'll make your life hard if you don't <laughs> fall in line. So like, uh, I, I think it, obviously everything starts from your childhood, yeah. but I think, um, as I, as I developed my personality and, um, I developed, you know, just in, in general, right. I, I think I got the furthest with people when, you know, I showed my empathetic side or I showed my humility and, um, and, but that doesn't say that I'm, 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 I'm always a nice guy, you know what I mean? Because there's, a, there's times where you have to put your foot down. There's times where you have to, um, you know, have difficult and confrontational conversations. 
Yep. Right. So I'm not always super polite. Not, I'm, I'm always polite, but I'm not always like the nicest person to be around because in business, you know, it sometimes it, 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 it brings certain qualities out of you and you have to have those qualities or you'll be walked on or so walked over. To, right. You're to fight for what you believe in. Right? Yeah. You got to fight for what you believe in. And you, and honest, and, and sometimes bro, it, it, people aren't used to that. Right. And they're, they're used to you being a certain way. And if you're not a certain way, you know, they, you know, they think that you changed up or, that you know, you're taking it personally, but a lot of times it's just like, yo, you know, this is where I draw the line. This is who, you know, this is who I've always been. This is my standard. And if you can't live up to that standard, then, you know, we have to talk about, you know, either doing something different or you going somewhere else, you know, because that, that's, that's who I am. You know, I, I, I stand on what I believe on and you know, I'm not saying that I'm always right, but I think, um, you know, when I do something and I lead with my heart and I lead with my, you know, my, my, my intentions, I, I, I always typically am in a place where I'm satisfied. No, that's amazing. Yeah. I, I, yeah. I completely agree. It's, uh, I had this conversation recently with somebody and they're like, yeah, I know we haven't always uh, agreed over the years and, you know, I know we've gotten into it, but like at the end of the day, like you're a good person to work with and, and I'm like, well, yeah, from my perspective, if as long as I'm speaking in fact or what I believe is fact and give you rationale yeah. and context as to X, Y, and Z reasons, then I'm always right. So <laughs> right, 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 <laughs> those right, X, right. Y, and Z reasons are like your head and your heart and, and uh, you know, maybe a couple other things. But as long as you're going back to your soul foundational, you know, beliefs, then, then yeah, it's, you, you got to speak up for those things. Uh, yeah. And honestly, dude, like, I sometimes, again, I, I sometimes I'm, I'm dead wrong. And then that's when you have to, you know, be humble and be like, yo, I was wrong. I apologize. And I, I'm not afraid to do that. But I, I, I feel like when I go with my gut and I, I go with my intuition, it has never failed me. Mm. Right. It's never failed me. And, and, and you let me know if, if it's ever failed you or anybody else, has it ever failed you? Like, and obviously there's times where you got, you have to step back and say, you know, am I thinking about this the right way? Or am I going about this the right way? Um, because, you know, we're not infallible, right? You know, there's, there's, um, you know, there's, there's, there's flaws in all of us, there's biases in all of us, right? But um, I think if you can get down to the truth, and you get down to the fact, and, um, you know, you, you bring that and accompany that with your, with your heart and your, in your mind, and your, in, your mind's in the right place, I think it, it leads you in the, in, in the right direction. And, and that's, honestly, comes down to discernment, right? Yeah, totally. Um, you did talk briefly about uh, the Coming Up Creative podcast that you started with yeah. uh, with Mac. Yeah. Why did you decide to start a podcast? And kind of why did you decide to do it with somebody else? Because you have this beautiful microphone set up, this beautiful visual. <laughs> you got some LED for our YouTube watchers, some LED glowing in the background and this amazing thing. Um, I assume your answer is going to be the whole team aspect as you've already hinted at before, but yeah. like, you know, talk about the podcast, the, the why behind it is it's fairly new. Obviously you just wrapped up season one. So people mm -hmm. were checking out. Um, but yeah, give, give some context as to like why another thing to start. Yeah. So if I, if I remember correctly, it wasn't my idea. Um, I, uh, I think Ryan actually create, came up with the idea and he was like, you know, I think we should have a podcast. I, you know, you know, we have Mac who's so talented. Um, she's brilliant. And you know what she's done, she's also an artist and, um, she's a musician 
and has a wonderful voice. So um, if anybody hasn't listened to our episodes, go, go check it out. She's um, a wonderful podcast uh, host to be doing anything with. Um, and he, he said, Tommy, like, I think I'd, I'd like for you to do it as well. And I'm like, me do a pop. Come on, bro. Like, I, I don't know. I, you know, I'm not, I, for, for one, I don't really know much about art and two, like, you know, I've never done it before. So, you know, and like I told you guys earlier, like for me, like I gotta, I have to feel like, like this is something I could do before I pursue it because, you know, my, my standard and my quality is to do something at the, at the highest level that I possibly could right. do with that. Um, and again, this is out. You know what I mean? Like once you do something like this, you know, you put your name behind it, it's, it's there, it, it, it lives. Right. So, um, I thought about it, but then I said, you know what, let me, let me give it a shot because, uh, you know, I do want to do any, I do want to do whatever is best for the community and I want to do whatever's best for our team. And, you know, I think I do have something to offer. Like I can talk to people. I, I've always felt like I could connect people right away. I can build rapport pretty, pretty quickly. Um, and if we ever got into some sort of business conversation, I could also bring that other my that side out to me. And, and a lot of people don't really know that about me. Like people don't really know that I'm like um, as entrepreneurial as I am, you know. And so I said, you know what, let's do it. Like whatever, let's figure it out. And we we ended up kind of you know putting down some ideas about what we wanted to do, who we want may want to talk about. We wanted we 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 knew that we wanted it to be centered around like NFTs in a digital digital space. Um, we had already brought all these artists together. So we had, we had people to speak to. Um, and obviously as we kind of went through and built out the overt um, team and the, and the process and the, and the, um, and the community around it, we brought in more artists and we found, we learned about more artists similar to like you, David. And, um, and, um, uh, we just took a stab at it, man. Like we found a studio and we, we, we got in and we, we learned quickly that it's not as easy as, is um, it a lot of really good podcasters make it seem. So we did our homework and mm. we, we knew right away that we had like a natural fit or natural rapport. So um, that's what made it a lot easier is because ultimately it's just sitting down and having a conversation with people. Yep. And I knew that, you know, if me and Matt could sit down and have a great conversation with, with, with each other, we probably could do that, you know, on a podcast. And it was magic, man. Like overnight, it just, it felt natural. It felt right. Um, we had, you know, Matt was our first artist or our first, our first guest that we had on. And it was, it was awesome. And once that wrapped up and we did it with like one take and, you know, we didn't have any issues. We were just like, yo, we're on to something. So that's what we do, you know, and, and I'm grateful for it, you know, regardless of where it ends up being or, you know, however, I mean, if, if, if this is the last season or the, you know, the first of 50 seasons, whatever it is, right? Like, um, I was grateful for the opportunity and I'm happy we did it. I learned a lot about myself. I learned a lot about, um, again, artists and creatives in general. And I think I'm so much better off for it. And I think Mac will probably say the same thing. Yeah, 1000 percent. It's kind of why I do this as well. I think you learn something new every time from not only your guests, but also For about sure. yourself where it reminds you of a of a past memory that you haven't thought about in a long time, which I get excited yeah. about. It, it like just reminds you of certain things or memories or or people or you know, you talk about your siblings, okay, then you start thinking about your siblings and how it relates to the story that's being told. Yeah. And uh yeah, you you never know. I mean, we all do this just just to kind of share this and put it out there and there's, there's no monetization behind it for, for the, an untold narrative, at least. Uh, hopefully you guys can get some money behind yours eventually, but um, I, yeah, uh, I mean, that's the, that's the plan, right? That's, <laughs> that's the goal because again, man, I think the, the bigger we make 
um, our team, the bigger we make our community, bigger we make our podcast, the more people we can draw into the sure. space. And ultimately, that's what it's about. It's, it's about educating and teaching people about crypto, um, not just NFTs. You know, I feel like NFTs are kind of just the first wave of everything. I feel like um, we want to be overt. It, we, we want overt to be the place where people go to learn about crypto, especially here locally in D.C. Like that, that is our foremost vision. Um, and I think the podcast gives people a way to kind of onboard that process, right? If you're, if you're hearing about your favorite artists talk about NFTs and what they're doing and how they got into it and how they heard about it, it's a, it's, you know, it's a way that you can, you know, kind of lead people into what we're doing. And, um, I'm not sure exactly the direction of your podcast, but I'm, I'm sure that's probably similar to what you guys are doing too. Right. Yeah, no, I just, I, my, my number one goal is just to continue to highlight and share, uh, underground creative stories. I don't, yeah, for I don't sure. ever want somebody with a massive following or a blue check mark. That's not the goal. I want to tell the real stories of the, the, the motherfuckers grinding every single day that nobody pays yeah. attention to because their stories are, if not the same or as, as, as good as the blue check marks, they're better. And oh my so, God. Yeah. 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 I mean, because and, and not to not to shit on anybody that has a blue check mark. No, you know what a, I mean? Like, yeah, yeah, hundred percent. Not yeah, yeah, not to shit on anybody, but like like you said, man, like these are the people who need their stories told. These are the people that need to be in front of a mic, in front of a camera, and you know, tell people, you know, what the what what the reality is. Because again, like, dude, we have this social media bias where we think, you know, people never struggle, people never got it out the mud, you know, like you coming from you know um overseas and and, and coming here and, and grinding and, and being who you are today made you who you are right so um those are stories that we need to hear about is how hard it was and the struggle and the plight and you know how people almost gave up and how people almost you know wanted to do something else or ended up doing something else and coming back into the space right so it's all it's it's all about just giving people the opportunity to to tell their story and hear from people who you otherwise wouldn't facts absolutely yeah. Um, I have two more questions for you to wrap up. Bro, let uh, it run. Let it run. Like I told you, I'm good. So we, we've been yeah, uh, we've been cooking. This has been amazing. I super appreciate you joining us. Absolutely. Um, first question: Where can people find you online? Do you have a website? Do you have a specific link that you want people to check out? Yes, coming up, uh, creative. Yes, overt. Uh, yeah. You specifically as a as a as our guest today. Where can people follow along on your journey? Yeah, yeah. So I don't have a personal website. I probably should, but I, I feel like I don't. I don't want to take myself too serious. You know, <laughs> you know what I mean. Like, I feel like people with the websites are like like legit. You know what I mean? But um, you can find me on social media. It's just Tommy McCoy. You know, my Instagram I think is Tommy McCoy. That's right. Uh, my Twitter is underscore Tommy McCoy. I'm Docs. Like everyone, you know, kind of knows who I, I am in my community. And um, I'm not too hard to find, although I like to keep a low profile. Like you may not see much um, personal about me, but, you know, I'm here and I'm in the space and I'm learning just as much as everybody else is. And um, I think, you know, I'm, I'm also a, a person who is an in-person type of person. Mm. So... Uh, you're not going to find too much about me or hear too much about me online or, but you know, you know, when we're in together and we're fellowshipping and we're, you know, um, in real life, I think that's where I really show like my true value. So um, yeah, that's, that's, that's pretty much where everybody can find me. And um, yeah, I'm happy to talk to Yeah. Happy to obviously share the podcast coming up creative. Our first season just dropped. So be sure to check that out. 
And um, yeah, that, that's pretty much where I live at is my Instagram or my Twitter for really, really Twitter. Cause that's, that's my favorite social media. Yeah. T- Twitter is uh, definitely on the come up since NFTs and, and the metaverse. It's been a beautiful for sure, man. For project. sure. Um, final question for you. I asked this to most of our guests, almost all the guests of recent seasons, at least, um, because I really think it brings a lot of people value. Um, if you can give one piece of advice to anybody, regardless if they're creative or not, somebody in a rut, somebody stuck in place, somebody excelling, somebody looking to be an entrepreneur, what's one like golden rule that you always come back to or something like a piece of advice you'd give yourself or anybody else if you had yeah. one to share? That's- you know what? I'm so prepared for this question, David, because when I, and I mentor some people and that's always the first question they ask me is like, what, what advice would you take? Yeah. What advice would you tell me? Or, you know, what single piece of advice or, um, you know, what, what would you go back and tell yourself if you were like 18 again? Right. And I think that the single best advice that I always, I, I try to tell people is to stop listening to the majority of people, right? Mm-hmm. Find, two, three, uh, maybe even one person that you truly, you know, can believe in and listen to them and do everything that they do. Um, And ultimately, that just means change your circle, right? Change the circle of people that you're around. Because, you know, the old saying, it's like, you know, that you are the average of the five people that you hang out with the most. Yeah. People overlook that so much, but it's so true, man. Like if you, if you just start taking note of, you know, just looking around, be more aware, like be self-aware, but also be aware of other people. Look around yourself, look around at other people, look around at your family members. The people who hang out the most are typically the most, are, are the most alike, right? So, you know, if you want to be around more influential people, if you want to be around other artists, if you want to be around athletes, if you want to be around people who are in shape or people who are, you know, exceeding at high levels, get around those people, right? First, become one of those people. And, you know, and, and it does, it's not like a, you know, it's not like some switch where you, it happens overnight. It's like a slow process of you becoming the person that you want to be. And um, I think if you can just get around the right people that, you know, it, it, it makes everything a lot easier because, you know, they hold you accountable or, you know, you want to live up to that standard or, you know, certain things just aren't your, certain things just aren't good enough anymore when you're hanging out with certain people. And, Again, when I mean the right people, be the right people because you don't want to hang around people where you're just like trying to chase this illusion or chase this dream that you'll never be able to achieve, right? Or trying to keep up with people. Um, And whether it be, you know, just um, superficial reasons, right? It makes sure it's the right people, not only um, where you want to be as far as like career-wise or industry-wise, but around people who are, again, you know, are humble or, you know, have empathy and are kind and will treat you right and will reciprocate all the things that, you know, you give them. I think that, I think that's my single best advice to get to offer anybody. It's just, you know, stop listening to everybody because 90, 90% of people don't know what the fuck they're doing, bro. 90% of people don't have a clue. Right. All of us don't have a clue. You know, I know. Yeah. None (laughs) of us really have a clue, but like there's some people that really don't have a clue. Right. But, you know, get around people who are, you know, building, learning, making mistakes and learning from their experiences. Like don't hang around people who make the same mistake over and over and over again. Right. Hang around people who make mistakes, learn from their mistakes, move fast, wake up with love and joy in their heart. And I guarantee it, you'll you'll become one of those people and then you'll start attracting the people that you want in your life. And then ultimately, and then at that point, it's like, bro, like you just wake up and you feel energized every single day. Obviously, like the rain comes, but. You know, the sun wouldn't feel so good if it wasn't for rain, right? That's what 50 said. So I kind of live by that. 
That's a beautiful way to end yeah. this episode. Tommy, you're a That's legend. Right. I super appreciate you joining us on episode Likewise. 62. Uh, thank you for sharing so much wealth and knowledge uh, with our audience today. Likewise, man. Hey, I got to come back. I'm not sure if it's going to be 62 or 162 or whatever it is. I got to come back. I really appreciate the time. And um, I, I hope you guys enjoyed it, man. I hope you guys were able to take a, a walk into my life, a glimpse into my life. And um, David, I can't wait to meet you in person, man. I think I'm going to be at Energy New York if, you, if you're going to be, be there. there. So I will be there. Uh, we got to link up and, and uh, fellowship and show love, man.